Welcome to The Unstoppable Singer. I'm your host, Danielle Tucker, a professional vocalist, vocal coach, and a lead singer of the Mighty Untouchables Band. I'm also the producer and host of the Pandemic Proof Singer Summit and The Unstoppable Singer. The Unstoppable Singer follows the lives of real professional singers who've made incredible achievements in their lives and careers. We cover everything from voice work, making money, booking gigs, songwriting, recording, session work, and more. If you haven't yet, hit that subscribe button so you never miss another podcast. Now on with the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Unstoppable Singer. We are back to a brand new season five of the Unstoppable Singer and another very empowering episode today on the podcast. I am your host, singer and vocal coach, Danielle Tucker. The Unstoppable Singer is a live interview show where we dive into the lives of real-life professional singers, singers who have achieved incredible feats in their lives and careers, and we explore the challenges and triumphs that come with a life under the bright lights, and we learn what being unstoppable truly means to them. So, if you're passionate about music and stories about remarkable artists, then you're in the right place. So stick around. We'll jump right into it. Ladies and gentlemen, today we have the privilege of introducing a remarkable artist with a musical journey as diverse as her melodies. San Diego born, but currently residing in Norfolk, Virginia, Allegra Duchesne is a singer, songwriter, and an all-round life enthusiast. Her musical odyssey began in her teenage years and has since taken her on a captivating adventure across the globe. With a career spanning decades, Allegra has grace stages worldwide, sharing her soulful stories through heartfelt lyrics. Her music is a tapestry woven with influences ranging from iconic artists like Paul Simon and James Taylor to her own unique perspective. And in addition to her endeavors, Allegra has released multiple albums, including Evolution, set to launch this January 27th, and she has just been nominated for the Veer Music Awards in Hampton Roads, recognized for her outstanding work in the industry. So join us and welcome Allegra. Hi. <laughs> wow, what an intro. Hey. Hi. It's you. Isn't <laughs> it's it great sweet. when you hear that back? <laughs> it is pretty cool, I have to say. <laughs> Well, congratulations. It sounds like you have some pretty awesome things going on, um, which I want to jump right into. But uh, just for our listeners, um, Allegra and I have not interacted, you know, through throughout the years too much, but I've been watching from the sidelines through social media and have always, you know, been cheering you on, rooting you on that way. But you and I go way back to way back. The Oh God, I don't even know what year it was, but I, it had, it had to be at least 15 it's about 15 years, years. Yeah. 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 We were both in a singer songwriter competition with the San Diego at the San Diego fairgrounds that went on for weeks and weeks. Oh my God. Um, and it was super fun, but that's where you and I first met and we were just babies then. We babies. <laughs> yeah. We've come a long way since then. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Great to see you again. So, Thank you. Yeah, but happy new year to you. Thanks, you too. Yeah, um, I know that the year is starting out super great for you because you've got a new release coming up on the 27th. Tell us all about that and all the other great things that you have going on right now. Okay, I do have a release. It's my album Evolution, and it is set to release on the 27th. Pre-sales are available on the 13th online, wherever you buy music. And this has been uh, my favorite project to date. I mean, it is just, I'm so proud of this album. I'm just over the moon about my new producer here in, in Virginia Beach. He is, uh, when I first got here, I was kind of, you know, hit the ground running. Let's find a producer. Let's, let's record. I've got ideas. I've got songs, but I've also got a ton of, you know, ideas at the ready for, for this new, this new journey, you know, cause it's been a military life moving from place to place every three years. And this is the new place. And this is all the new adventures and all the new, um, 
different little uh, speed bumps <laughs> and hurdles. And um, I, I'm ready to write some good stuff and I'm ready to do it in a way that I am really proud of in a, you know, in a fashion of kind of pop that can uh, be really easily heard and enjoyed by a pretty wide demographic. And mm -hmm. I, I found my producer and he is just amazing. The, the you know, all around feel of the entire album is just, it, it is great. I'm, I'm so excited about it. I'm just really excited about it. That's great. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, well, tell me more. What are we, what are we going to hear on this album? So this album has got evolution has got 10 songs. Uh, one of which the, the first track actually is I released it as a single last year. It's called Toast, and it was actually picked up by Jazzercise um, International. Awesome. So it's on one of their uh, their collections, their July collection of last year. And since that has happened, that song I've gotten worldwide, you know, listens, uh, new fans everywhere. I've got people, you know, contacting me from Tokyo and and uh, you know Scotland and and New Zealand and. Um, Germany and all these places that are just so on fire about toast, which is a blast. I mean, it's kind of, it's mind blowing. <laughs> it's mind blowing to wake up and see a real, you know, from a small town in, in Scotland with your music and everybody dancing to it. That's it's, gotta be amazing. I love that. <laughs> it is. It is amazing. It's amazing. And I, you know, I've been a jazzercise instructor on top of the music for, you know, 12 years and oh. So, and I've, you know, been submitting music to them for a long time. Mm -hmm. And this was the first, you know, this is the first one that they picked up. And I had no idea that these two world, my two, you know, worlds, the fitness world and my music world would, you know, combine ever. Yeah. So that was exciting. Um, the album is formed in a way that it does take you on a journey from the first song, which is Toast, which is, you know, the lyrics are, here's... You know, this is a toast to life, to change, to saying yes, a toast to love and challenges, to feeding curiosity. This is a toast to breaking rules and messing up, a toast to finally waking up, a toast to what we've yet to see. So let's cheers to living wild and true and free. And that's uh, how it starts out. It's just this like, let's let's go. I'm ready. I'm ready for the new. I'm ready for the new chapter. I'm ready for the new adventure. And uh, then it, you know, it just takes you through the rest of this essentially this last year of mine which hopefully has a lot of lessons and a lot of kind of relatable scenarios to a lot of people mm -hmm. you know it's just about change it's about evolving it's about growing you know and and finding your oneness and finding your individuality and starting to really love ourselves as opposed to searching for something outside and yeah. and all the all the difficulty that comes along with that so that is the that's the premise of the album and i couldn't be more excited about you know how it's how it's finally come to fruition yeah i love the messaging so much uh that's super inspiring um and i'm curious to know if we can dive into that just a little bit more um, it kind of sounds like, <clears throat> well, just like, as you've described, kind of an evolution of a progression into a new season of your life, um, yes. you're kind of toasting change. Um, what can you give us any specifics on some of the things that inspired some of the songs on the album or, um, you know, just the, uh, general inspiration behind it? I would say, um, like I mentioned, I have been um, in a military relationship for the past 15 years, and that has like amazingly taken me all over the world. I mean, we lived in Fiji. We lived in Boston. We lived in California. We live in Virginia now. Um, I've gotten to travel more than I could have ever hoped for. I can't wait to travel more. But for my music career, that was really tricky. Um, building a fan base and getting traction and then having to move and mm -hmm. start over again, essentially. Um, 
with with the experiences under my belt, but also, you know, in the career aspect of it, it really was starting over in every different city. Like, okay, here we go again. How am I going to do this now? Now with now with my tool belt, how am I going to start and build a fan base from zero yet again? Mm-hmm. And so this last um uh 2022 in April when we moved to Norfolk, it uh this is our last this is our last station. This is it. Um my husband Joe retires from the Navy. So we don't have to move again. So that is a huge thing. You know, that was kind of a a a big deal. That's a big deal that like, wow, if I don't have to go anywhere right now, I can actually dig my heels in. I can start exploring what it is to to grow my business actually, not just transfer it from place to place and and all the start overs. Uh so that was kind of the basis of where my mind you know, the the process for this album started. It was like, wow, I'm I'm free now mm-hmm. to to focus on on the music, to focus on my business, to actually start this thing for real. Mm-hmm. And once I kind of acknowledged that and, you know, found I found my producer, I started writing a bunch of songs about, you know, one of my songs is called Me Time. And it's just, it's about how we uh, think it's not a valid thing to have me time, you know, with the with the world in the state that it is. It's like, oh, you're just, that might be construed as selfish or lazy or, or whatever it is. But it, it's a song about maybe all I need is, is just a little bit of me time, mm-hmm. you know, even when it seems it's not a valid thing and that mentality will come and get me soon. So I got to. I got to clear my mind. I got to get a little me time. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it's been a, I'd say the, the biggest thing, you know, relating to not having to move again is the fact that I haven't put myself on the, you know, on the front burner for a, a while. And it feels really good to start being, finding my independence realizing that we all need to have a love affair with ourselves before mm-hmm. anything else can happen. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like I'm having this love affair with myself. I'm exploring things that I've never explored before. You know, I'm delving into these these deep corners of my of of what I need and who I am and 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 the fact that that's okay to to make changes and grow and figure things out for yourself and love yourself even more. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where it where it began. Yeah, and where it's headed. <laughs> that's a wonderful place to land. That's a great season of life to be in. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, I'm I'm very interested to talk more about. Um, what that is like starting over on multiple occasions, because it's most typical for me to talk to singers who have, you know, early, early on in their careers, they've chosen to land in New York, LA, a lot in San Diego. And, and, you know, once they've kind of got their footing there, have really grounded themselves there, built the community, built the whole network of musicians and, um, I know that I would certainly say, God, I couldn't imagine just picking up and moving and starting all that over again, but you have done it multiple times. And so I'm sure that the whole concept of that is, is, you know, framed in a totally different way. There must be, you know, advantages and disadvantages, you know, to doing that several times, you know, what has your experience been like that throughout your journey? It's been, you know, it, it it's been a, an amazing life that I've led. You know, we were just talking a little bit ago about <laughs> how you get to a certain point in your life and you look back and go, "Oh my god, I have lived a 100 lives." Mm-hmm. Cuz you think, "Oh, that was back when I lived in New York." "Oh my god, I lived in New York." That's crazy. <laughs> I don't even remember that. Where was I before that? Where was I after that? "Oh, I lived in San Francisco for a bit." 
I lived in San Diego and then I was in, you know, it's just these, it's all information to draw upon. Travel is essential. I mean, for a musician, I think 100%. For anyone, I'd say it's 110%. It's so imperative that we get out of our comfort zone. Mm. I have been, you know, very gratefully thrown out of my comfort zone every three years uh, and into a new arena, a new uh, taste factory, a new um, uh, networking, you know, scenario every three years. I'm just like, okay, you have to do it. This is, this is the, this is your deck for now. So what are we going to do with it? And it has been really, really challenging and it has um, made me work, I guess, even harder <laughs> to build my networks. But now I look back and think, you know, wow, I, I'm trying to, for instance, right now I'm trying to build um, a world tour. And I am, I have friends everywhere. Yeah. I have someone in every country. Because yeah. I've been able to do that. And had I not, you know, jumped into the life that I did, I wouldn't have been able to do that. I wouldn't be able to call, literally call someone in Fiji and say, hey, I, I want to come play in Fiji. They'd say, like, absolutely. Anytime. Yeah. You name it, come and stay with us. Like, I need to play in Australia. Mm -hmm. I want to go play in Germany, in France, in in New Zealand and, you know, I, I can, uh, in Italy, I, I can choose a place and I have someone there because of the travel, because of the moving around, because of the uprooting and starting over. So, mm -hmm. I mean, that's another thing that this album is about, is about being 42 and realizing, oh my gosh, I have so much life ahead of me. I am so young. I am so vibrant. I am so much clearer now than I was in my 20s. Mm -hmm. And thankfully, I have the, all these experiences now to draw upon in my back pocket and all these, um, you know, places that I've seen and and experiences and things that I've witnessed. And that is that's that's the coolest thing about having a hundred a hundred different lives uh, behind you is that you just have so much more to write about. Right, right. To me, it sounds like there's just so much freedom in that. And there's so much, um, there's a lack of dependence or, or there's a lack of impermanence where you don't feel like you are completely depending on one set of circumstances in your career where you don't depend on this very you know, small or large network of musicians in one particular area. Uh, and I, I definitely have recognized what that comfort zone looks like. I mean, I've been in San Diego my whole career pretty much. Um, but I've had this advantage now of doing, you know, five seasons of this show and talking to um, singers worldwide who have fantastic thriving careers and what it makes you recognize is the fact that you you think the little bubble of your network and career is the end-all be-all and it's the whole music universe but when you step outside of that you realize you are just a very small small piece of oh what's really going on out there and unless you kind of remove yourself from that from the nest once in a while you know you won't know that until you kind of step out of that i think that's a, a wonderful advantage that you've had absolutely and you know there are clear clear disadvantages i mean my gosh it, not just like we we were saying that not having that you know that that footing early on to by the time you're my age to have a very substantial group in a very specific place really knowing who you are and really following you and really you know being your kind of contingency it's um you have to take the goods with the bads it is. Yes, I do have people worldwide. I don't have big groups worldwide. I have a little, little speckles of people everywhere. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But 
yeah, I'd say the advantage, um, I'd say the advantages for me, uh, do outweigh the disadvantages, um, just because it has given me that opportunity, that little look into, uh, out of, out of the bubble, out mm -hmm. of the, out of the comfort level continu continuously. Right. Right. Which is it's always scary. And it's always, it gets easy. It gets less scary. No, let me change that. It doesn't get less scary. I just have more tools now. Every time I do it, it is, it's terrifying. It's moving to a new place, having to start again. It is, it is terrifying. It's like, what if these people here don't like what I have to, to mm -hmm. offer? Mm -hmm. But with all the travel and the years, it, I have a bigger toolbox. Yeah. You know, I might have the right tools. So if one tool doesn't work, I'm like, okay, let me try this other thing that I picked up along the way. Let me try this other thing that I picked up along the way. And then I'll find one that works or I'll, you know, I'll not find one that works. And that's okay because this has given me the opportunity to realize that we are so mobile. Yeah. We can, we can, we can go, we can move, we can do any, like we can go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. That's allowed. Yeah, that's such a great lesson. Um, I would love to hear what it was like for you when you um, landed in Virginia and knew that you'd be there, you know, for a while and you were starting fresh. What were some of those first steps you took to start reestablishing yourself in that city? Um, I think... Uh, one of the first steps was finding a producer. So I just went online and there was finding, okay, so I guess let's back up going online, finding the Hampton roads slash Norfolk slash Virginia beach, all the groups going onto Facebook, finding all the groups, all the live music groups, the, you know, musicians of Musicians of Norfolk, musicians of Virginia Beach. Um, I did, you know, and then I did open mics. I started, you know, open mics at, at with an established career that I've been at for, you know, 30 years is, is a wild place to be. Yeah. It's kind of like, woo, I get paid for this. <laughs> yeah. But I'm going to go and play some songs for you. And that's okay because... This is just me starting this new chapter, you know, so you do have to let go. That's another thing that really does hits you, you know, when you're traveling, you know, as much as, as we have and I have, and you have to relinquish a little bit of that ego, which is really tough because we need ego as performers, we have to believe in ourselves. Mm -hmm. We have to kind of love what we do. We have to love, we have to love the product mm -hmm. or else it's not, you know, we have to have some of it, but you do have to give a little bit of it away and recognize that I'm not going to get anywhere with anyone unless I really crank up the humble. I crank up the, the, the gratefulness Mm -hmm. take down the ego a little bit. Nobody here knows me from Adam. So I'm just going to have to show them. And it really also gives you a little bit of like, okay, ooh, yeah. I'm like feeling 20 something again. I got to show you. I got to show you what I got. So yeah, I did some open mics, um, promptly got some gigs after that um, from the from the people that ran the open mics. You know, I got uh, contacts for local musicians looking for bands, looking for people to jam with, looking for people to write with. I um, stepped out into the live music scene here and, you know, went to the breweries that had live music, went to the bars that had live music and kind of just meeting people, meeting musicians, sending out messages on Facebook. Hey, I'm new in town. Um, here's my, here's my info. Here's my Instagram. Here's my Facebook. Here's my albums. Here's my YouTube. Um, do you book shows? Do you book, uh, do you book 
solo artists and when can I get a booking? Mm -hmm. And so I started, you know, I got a few bookings at a few places. Those led to other bookings at other places. And it just grows kind of, it was very, you know, organic mm -hmm. <laughs> style. And it just, uh, yeah, I started playing, um, I just started playing those cover gigs and those, those shows that I would pepper in, you know, my original tunes and, you know, mention when I had singles coming out and mention, you know, when I had a music video coming out and I got, I was able to really just start playing again, um, you know, three, four times a week mm -hmm. at different establishments and, and, um, you know, it just, it, it grows from there. It's really word of mouth around here. It's really, there's, it's very live music heavy. There's a lot of people that are interested in not only hearing live music, but hearing live original music, you know, and you've got a network. You have to just put yourself out there in the very small ways, baby steps, always baby steps. Even mm -hmm. at this, this point, it's just like, yep. Open mic. Okay. When's another open mic? When is, okay, I went to the open mic at that place. That person mentioned this other place that has live music. I'm going to check them out on Friday, see who's playing, see if anyone, you know, see if I can chat with some of those musicians, see if I can chat with the establishment. Then you chat with that establishment, you chat with those musicians. They say, here's where I'm playing next, actually. I'm like, oh, cool. Good to know. Do they hire solo musicians? Yes, they do. So I give them a call, send out a ton of emails, send out, you know, emails to emails, phone calls to the offices of, you know, different booking agencies. Now I'm kind of uh, not represented, but I'm assisted by a couple different booking agencies around here, you know, and, and I do a lot on my own as far as live shows go. So it's, it's, <laughs> it's a slow, it's a, you know, the tried and true slow and steady wins the race type of thing. You just have to, you have to jump in and you have to understand and recognize and, and be okay with the fact that it's, it's a new place and yeah. the world is huge, even though it's so small, no one's going to know you. And you're just going to have to believe if you believe in it and if it's what you need to do and if it's the lifestyle that you clearly have no other option than to do, then you have to just do it and you have to go and take the steps. Yeah. Which is, I, yeah. And I just, I admire the hell out of the determination and the courage that it takes to do that, uh, to do it repeatedly, you yeah. know, and it, it, it's not easy. And I think, um, I love that our listeners are hearing this and I hope that everyone listening will really take it to heart because this is going to apply in so many different scenarios. In your case, th these were military moves, um, could happen under, you know, a lot of different circumstances, you know, um, whether you are just relocating for whatever the reason may be. But this also applies to singers who are really just trying to establish themselves right out of the gate. Uh, this applies to singers who have stepped out of the music business for a while for whatever reasons and find themselves in a, you know, new season of life or a later stage of life. Um, I hope this shows you that it, it is never too late. You're never in the wrong place. You know, it, it all depends on you and your um, determination, uh, having grit like Allegra and um, just having that kind of industrious nature, that entrepreneur, entrepreneurial, you know, spirit to just get out there and um, set up shop wherever it is that you land. That's you know? true. On that, I mean, for anyone listening, it is so okay and so normal for musicians to have burnout and yeah. say, you know what, maybe this isn't for me and try something new and do, you know, something else, do whatever other career was kind of on the back burner and you're like, maybe I'll try this for a while. I've done that probably legit, probably four or five times. I've gone like, I can't do this anymore. I'm exhausted by it. I am, you know, uh, the cover gigs are, are getting under my skin. I'm getting 
more irritated than I am fed. I can't do it. I need to go. And I've done that and I've left it. And sure, you know, as the sky is blue, I come back to it because I am a musician and that's what you do. But it's okay to step away. It's okay to explore other options. And, you know, you'll find out you'll find out how important being an artist is to you if you can't stay away. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. And in those it, it's, I don't think it should ever be considered a step back either, because no matter what we are always moving forward every day, we're getting Absolutely. up. It's a new day. We're moving forward no matter what. And those periods that you may decide to um, step out, take a break, whatever, you know, whatever it is you want to do, it's still a period of growth in your life. And Absolutely. as an artist, every day you're evolving, you're, you're creating the, the landscape or the uh, canvas for the new material that's coming. And, you know, it could just be that you just needed that moment in time, you know, in your life to take that sabbatical or, you know, a little break from it. Um, but the door is always open to come back. The door is always open. Absolutely. It really yeah. is. And it's, it's just, like you said, it is that those steps, those lateral steps are simply just gathering information. If you're meant to be in the music industry, you know, the more info, the better. Yeah. Go try out something different. Get something else that you can mold and form into this to this industry, to this creation. If you're a creator and you want to create, sometimes going elsewhere is going to give you that meat, is going to give you that this some secret potion that you were trying and trying and trying for just with that, like, you know pounding the pavement and doing the music and just getting burnout that you couldn't see it. So yeah. sometimes you do step away and sometimes that's where the magic happens. And then you can bring that back because guess what? It's fluid. We are fluid. And like you said, it is all, it's all evolution. It's all growth. There's no steps back mm -hmm. at all. It's like relationships. Yeah. It's a relationship with your, it's a relationship with your craft even falling back into a relationship with an ex, people are like, oh, I just feel like I've taken a step back. It's like, well, you've you've learned more about yourself and now you're going to address that regardless. You're going to address that situation with different eyes, yeah. even if a little, you know, it's just, it's always a step forward. Yeah. Wow. That's really important. Um. I love where you're at today and just the, the, your mindset around where you're at. I just, to me, I just think that's a wonderful place to be and I'm super inspired by it, but I would love to go back in time all the way to your origins and find out where did the music journey begin for you? Where did that get ignited in you? I have been a singer since I can remember. I mean, I started you know, I was doing with me and my sisters, Toriana and Angela, we would, you know, sing three part harmonies. We, you know, anytime we could, we were singing all the time. My parents were musicians. My dad would come into our bedrooms in the morning to wake us up for school with his guitar. He would like bust through the door and he's <laughs> playing like how beautiful is the morning. It's like just they were all about music all the time. Every road trip that we took as a family was five-part harmonies in the car, you know, just traveling down the road like the Partridge family. And uh, it was, yeah, absolutely always a part of my life since I was, since I was tiny, tiny. Mm -hmm. I always wanted to be a singer. I always wanted to sing. I always wanted to perform. I always wanted to be in front of the, in front of the crowd. I had that spotlight fever, you know. And since I can literally remember. Yeah. Yeah. And did you start any type of formal training around it or was everything self-taught? For the most part, it has been self-taught. Um, I had a, a little bit of piano lessons, I think when I was about eight years old and uh, some classical guitar lessons when I was 12, but those 
did not last, I think, probably maybe a year or so. And then uh, guitar, guitar, just these are the instruments, though, you know, I was always singing along and I always had the voice um, thinking about people that ask me constantly, like, do you teach? Do you teach? I would love to take voice lessons. Do you teach voice? Do you teach voice? And I always have to say no, because I wouldn't know the first thing about teaching voice. And it's not, it's not what my passion, my passion was never that. It was because I didn't learn it from a teacher. I didn't get instructed on it. So I would be like, well, and my, <laughs> always my answer is, well, I can show you what I know, yeah. but it's not going to be technical because it's always been, you know, my voice has been, I took maybe I did a, when I was maybe in maybe 14 or 15, I did a few years of uh, vocal manipulation with a man called Martin Grusin. Yes, and that was in our new Martin. Yeah. Yeah. And say in uh, Del Mar. Uh -huh. So I took some lessons with him and that is all the training that I've ever received. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. So then where did the kind of professional aspirations quick kick in for you? I would probably say in high school when I formed my first band called Next Exit. I was at San Diego Academy in Encinitas, and it was me on a 12-string guitar, a violinist, and a full-set drummer. So that was our band, and it was delightful. <laughs> <laughs> Very, you know, just very, uh, very top, very like high, high end, you know, it wasn't, there was no low end. There was no low end at all. There was no bass. It was just, uh, <laughs> wow. And I started writing for my senior project. Uh, it was, my senior project was to make an album. So that was my, technically that was my first album and it was called Singer. And it was an eight song album. And that's when I started writing was in high school and uh, loved it, had a fever for it, was so excited, you know, to be learning these chords and putting words to them, rhyming words, put, putting poetry. I was writing, but I never put it to the music. And once I learned how to play guitar, I was really, really stoked to, to put them together. And, mm -hmm. um, chose to go to chose to go to college for theater and not music um but kept writing found a producer right when i got to i went to college in orange at chapman university and i found a producer one of my friends actually in my theater program her roommate was this big producer he's and amazing. I mean, this guy is just out of control. He's just all over the place right now. He's writing for, he's doing projects with, I don't even, I, I might misquote, but it, like Disney and just big, you know, Warner Brothers and huge companies. And he is this, you know, composer and, and pianist. And he, when we got together and that was in my, so that was 1999. Um, that's kind of when the like, Ooh, yep. This is definitely it. This is what I want. This mm -hmm. is this is this is excitement. This is you know, this is my soul. This is my passion. This is absolutely what I want to spend my life doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Um <clears throat> so when did you would okay, here's a question I want to ask. Mm -hmm. Can you somewhere along the lines, since you didn't have this very formalized, structured, you know, upbringing in music, you it sounds like you had a very musical family, um, but it wasn't you weren't coming out of the academic world. And sometimes that can be challenging just to kind of step into the professional realm because you haven't develop right. that network of your like school buddies sometimes so much spins off of that uh but not always can you point along the way to um some like specific mentors that helped um guide you and and help you step into the business who can i i don't really know if i can 
I'm trying to think. Um, it was, it was so, <laughs> I don't at all mean to sound, you know, haughty or whatever the word is for this, but it was very much self-made from the beginning with me. It was just that clear ambition that I want to be a musician. I want mm -hmm. to be a musician. That's what I want to do. And so I kept finding people um, along the way to help me out. You know, the like after college, after I graduated, I came back to San Diego. I moved to, uh, I moved to LA for a little bit. Um, didn't really find much for me there. Moved back to San Diego and put out my first album with one of our friends who had the equipment in mm -hmm. his house. And he was happy to do you know it for pretty much for free and i you know found musicians along the way to play the parts and i had one of my friends do the artwork and i had one of my friends do the the digital you know the digital reproduction and i use cd masters i think to get like 2000 copies and something like that i mean did the t-shirts and all the merchandise and it was all pretty much Mm -hmm. foolish ambition <laughs> i'm not really sure some kind of amb i'm trying to find yeah think about music mentors i mean my dad was mm -hmm. in bands and he was always that was always really exciting to me to go and and watch him play mm -hmm. uh, as far as people along the way guiding me i found more people that were false promising me lots of stuff which yeah. definitely happens if you're getting into the industry it is imperative that you keep a level head and yeah. know that nothing is uh, most things are not what they seem and you have to make sure that you're trusting the right people. Yes. <clears throat> I think that's a great segue. I, I would, <coughs> excuse me, love to touch on that because you landing in Virginia, your first inclination was let me get a producer. But it's important to note that you were a well-established musician by then. You right. knew what you were doing. You knew what to look for and red flags. And so you were well-equipped to go straight to that kind of a resource. Right. What I see time and time again is a lot of young singers stepping into this thinking, I need to find a producer. I need to some, find somebody who will, you know, basically just usher me into the industry with an album right. that I pay them $30,000 to make. Right. And um, I've seen countless people taken advantage of, um, which ultimately leaves them with this, you know, terrible taste in their mouth for the business altogether. And will oftentimes, you know, step out just feeling like the whole thing is a sham. Right. But I, I love how you had, you described your journey as not really having that singular person who really was your guru or just like ushered you right into the industry. But yet you looked around at what was around you already. And I think that, is important to do because a lot of young singers or new people coming into the business think they, they have this vision of what it should look like, what a, you know, some, someone important or, you know, that, that can get them where they want to go, but it is so much better just to start in your own backyard, you know, absolutely who's around you. Like, just look at who, who do you know at your, church? Who do your parents know? Who do your, who are your friends' parents that may have, you know, um, some kind of connection. Skills. Exactly. And just getting your feet wet in those situations, because once you get involved with that, one thing will lead to another, lead to another, lead to another. And you've really got to feel those situations out and get that groundwork laid before you lay out any money. Right. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. And yes, producers are a dime a dozen. A mm -hmm. good producer is really very hard to find. Yeah. They are, they are there, but, and, and a good producer also changes depending on what you want. And yeah. what you were talking about is like, I want a producer to do this album. They shell out $30,000 and 
then they're not happy with the product and it does, it, it leaves a sour taste. I'm not going to do this anymore. I was taken advantage of mm -hmm. a good idea or kind of a, a rule of thumb for me is, and, and I think it's been in learn, it's been learned, but you know, I, I hope I can maybe shed some, some quick learning on <laughs> anyone else who's diving into the industry. There's, the producer, you should find a producer who, A, is willing to work with you and not just for you. They need to work alongside of you. Mm -hmm. They have to have vision and they have to see your vision. That's imperative because if they have vision and it's not your vision and you're paying them money, you will feel like they probably know what they're doing I'm going to just step away and let their vision come to life. And that yeah. will not be good. And it will end up not being what you wanted. Regardless of if it sounds great, it might most likely won't sound like <laughs> what you had in mind. So it's just so important to meet with people, talk to them, see what other projects they have done, see if it's exactly, see if it's along the lines of what kind of music you're trying to, to put out, you know, they yeah. might not work with any sort of, you know, elect electronic sounds. They might be all electronic. They might not work with any acoustic sounds. That might mm -hmm. be their thing. And if that's not your thing, that's not your producer. Yeah. You have to make sure that you ask these questions when you're searching. It's what other bands have you, what other bands have you produced? I would like to see your catalog. Can I yeah. see your catalog? I'd like to see, you know, who do you work with? What What's your typical genre? And, you know, it's important to, as a starting musician, listen to your, listen to your playlists. What do you like? What do you want? What sounds good to you? What mm -hmm. is the, what's the idea that you're going for? Go in, always go in with an idea because there are some people out there that will, take advantage of your uh, indecisiveness or your not knowing what you want mm -hmm. and make it their own project. And then you'll be just, you'll end up not liking it and you'll be $30,000 poorer. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's Poor a strong it. cautionary tale and it happens <laughs> all the time. Luckily, I've had great luck with producers. Um, I've, you know, I've worked with a lot of really good people, but I've also worked with some shady characters that I, you know, look back and go, wow, that was, that was not, that was not my best work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But even if it does happen to you, it's a, it's a good learning lesson, you know, yeah, you didn't think that much into it, but, yep. yes. <laughs> but yeah. you will learn something from it every time. But yeah. Um, you know, but as we're kind of wrapping up, I, I just, like I said, I, I admire the journey that you've been on and where you have arrived at this point. And I'm really excited for you with your new release coming out. I can't wait to take a listen and, um, you know, just to, to kind of continue to sit back and watch how your journey continues on. It's been great to watch it thus far. Um, and as we've been talking, I've been thinking about all of the you know, road bumps, the challenges that you've had along the way, having to restart, restart. Um, and on so many occasions, those definitely could have been things that led you to say, you know what, this is not for me. I mean, even just one move out of your mu music, community, <laughs> you're like, well, that was a fun run, but I guess, you know, I guess that that is, yeah. At this point. <laughs> yep. so that leads me to my final question is what is it that makes you unstoppable? Ooh, wow. I think right now I would have to say that my thirst for what is next, my belief that I have so much yet to do, that I have so much yet to see, is what makes me unstoppable. I want to see, I want to keep seeing, I want to keep learning. I want to keep growing. I want to keep building and I want to keep singing. I want to do music 
because it lights me up. I want to keep creating. And I'm and I've come to places that I'm like, I'm not, you know, I I don't want to create because I'm hoping that somebody else will like this. I'm creating because this feeds me and it makes me happy. And I do think I'm contributing something that is really special. Mm-hmm. And that belief, that belief system has to continue on with me. And that's what makes that's what that's what keeps me going. Yeah. Wonderful answer. I love it. <laughs> where can everybody, where would you like everybody to uh, check out everything you have to offer and follow you at? I would say Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you listen. Um, again, Evolution is coming out on the 27th. So you can check it out there or Amazon or anywhere online. Um, uh, AllegraDuchesne.com is my website. That has upcoming gigs and the bio and pictures and all the songs, all the music and the music video that is um, that is uh, nominated for the Vera Awards. It's on there. Um, that's just AllegraDuchesne.com. There is at AllegraDuchesne Music. That is my YouTube channel that has the video as well and that has a lot of um, shorts, a lot of videos, a lot of things to check out. And uh, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook for the day-to-days, what's going on, what's the news, new singles, new merch, um, new experiences, new travels. Uh, That is at Allegra Duchesne. Wonderful. Great. Well, you heard it, everybody. Make sure you jump on the socials and online and follow her so that you can keep up with all of her awesomeness. It was such an honor having you here today. It was great to um, just meet up with you again after all these years. And I'm so, so happy much to fun. find you in this place. <laughs> yes. I'm so glad you reached out. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. Well, we'll let you go for now and give you the rest of your day back. But um, it was great to talk to you. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your journey. And I know that you've inspired so much of us. So we will say goodbye for now. Thanks, Danielle. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us. If you love this conversation as much as I did and would like to help support the podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. To stay up to date with The Unstoppable Singer and get all the behind the scenes content, you can follow me on Instagram at Unstoppable Singer. And while you're there, please share this episode on your Instagram stories and tag me at Unstoppable Singer. Once again, I'm Danielle Tucker, a professional singer and vocal coach. I've spent the last 25 years crafting a successful career for myself in the music industry and showing other aspiring singers how to do the same. The world needs your voice now more than ever. So get out there and create an unstoppable career.